Next on BYU Sports Nation, Heath for better mental health. BYU basketball hires a new assistant coach. Well, rehires why Heath Schroyer is the perfect fit. President Coach Steve Cleveland hired Schroyer to BYU in 1997. He joins us. Plus, he opines on Eric Mika at the Combine and newest additions to Cougar Hoops. Opine this. Remember how BYU baseball gave up 19 runs and won? Why last night's win has postseason implications. Oh, and Chuck Norris was in Provo. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast. Chuck Norris stopped the open? Yes. Only, there is <laughs> only one man that has the power to cease time Chuck no- and the open and, of the show. And space. <laughs> it is Chuck Norris. I don't think it's a coincidence. The last words you mentioned were Chuck Norris, and then poof, here we are. <laughs> Just saying. I just want one thumbs up from Chuck Norris. One time. Well, our producer, Ben Bagley, was going by one of the gas stations that Chuck Norris was at signing autographs, and some lady just decided she was going to run across the street. And so I received the following text. Uh, Chuck Norris, I, I almost killed Chuck Norris. Or, or, or Chuck, Norris Chuck Norris almost, almost killed. killed me. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Chuck Norris killed a lot of dudes. Walker, Texas Ranger, hanging a out lot at, of at Maverick in Provo, Utah. Listen, we, we had the greatest trending topic ready to go ever, and we still could do it today, but Heath Troyer was hired. We were going to do Who's the Chuck Norris of BYU Sports? <laughs> <laughs> Another day. Save it. Control, yes. control just, less. Just because we can't control do it today less. doesn't mean we won't do it sometime in July. How are you feeling, by the way? Because I, Tuesday, there was a five-hour game. Mm-hmm. Last night was a four-and-a-half-hour game. We'll get into that in a moment, BYU-Portland, in case you missed it. This was one of the most epic baseball games in the history of BYU baseball. I'm not, and I'm not prone to superlative. Actually, I am. But that was pretty crazy. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good considering the end of the third inning, and it was 8.40. <laughs> we were two hours yeah. and 40 minutes into the game, and it was 17 to 14. Unbelievable. It's like, this game is never going to end. I, I was joking on the air, like, hey, there are <laughs> supposed to be fireworks after the game. Fireworks they, might happen on Friday morning. Did they do them? They did them. Oh, okay. There's no neighborhood ordinance or whatever. That's well, the, I, they're not close enough. Yeah. I, oh, my goodness. Because the game ended. I've, I, so I got home from, you know, activities and at, like, 9. and Oh, you made it in plenty of time to so watch then the I last watched, hour and a half. I watched the last, like, three and a half. And I, I literally, I sent out a gif with like a do, uh, John Stewart eating popcorn. I was sitting there eating popcorn, going, "This is this is amazing, this is amazing." <laughs> it was so entertaining. Colton Shaver's out there pitching. The, like, what in the world? The reality of live sports uh, is that you can't, you cannot script it. It, it just, it's, it's, it's the true reality television. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. My friends, this is Jerem Jordan. I'm sorry that I didn't introduce you until three minutes ago. Well, Chuck Norris threw a wrinkle into everything. But, yeah, when, when Chuck does what he He'll does, do that. Yeah. sometimes we, we got Chuck Norris. get thrown off. Yeah. It is Friday, May 12th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it is great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, and you just met our NCAA baseball historian, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, crazy night. Crazy night. It was unbelievable. 43 runs. Oh, sorry, 42. My bad. 43 hits, they, right? Did they just add a 43rd man? <laughs> another game tonight? Another game tonight? Oh, my goodness. So with that in mind, and a Friday baseball game approaching, let's bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. 
BYU basketball hires Heath Schroyer as the new assistant coach for BYU Hoops. Schroyer was an assistant for the Cougars from 1997 to 2001, has been a head coach at Portland State, Wyoming, and Tennessee Martin. Last year, he worked as an assistant coach at North Carolina State in the ACC. Why this is a fantastic hire coming up in what's trending. Also, Steve Cleveland, the man that Heath Troyer coached under at BYU, should know a thing or two yeah. about what he brings back to BYU basketball. And then there's this fun fact, Jerem. Mm-hmm. The motto of the Heath Bar in the early 1930s. I've never had a Heath Bar. You've never had a Heath Bar? No, not a single Somebody time. get Jerem Jordan a Heath Bar, I please. Heath. I want Heath to give me a Heath Bar. How have That's you never had a Heath Bar? What in the world? I have, like, Butterfingers and Snickers and all that. Why would I pick a Heath Bar? Because it's delicious chocolate toffee. Toffee? Child, please. People, help Jerem Jordan. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, the motto for the Heath Bar in the 1930s was, quote, The Heath, 1930s. Heath for better help. It was sold as a health bar. It was the first health bar I, of uh, the 1930s, of this whole trend that is generally, now out of control in our society. I try to avoid candy that was consumed soon after the Depression. That's just like a personal I bring that up because thing. I'm convinced that slogan applies to BYU basketball fans' overall mental health. Heath for better, better health, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll break it down with Steve Cleveland and uh, in What's Trending yeah. coming up, uh, the mental heath of the program. BYU baseball wins an epic game with Portland last night, which brings us to the stats of the day. Mm-hmm. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. There are multiple, Johnny. 42 runs last night between BYU and Portland. 43 hits. Yep. 434 pitches. 11 pitchers. Length of the game, 4 hours and 24 minutes. And a partridge in a pear tree. BYU beats Portland 23-19. Whoa! (laughs) It was crazy. (laughs) And don't let the absurd amount of runs fool you into thinking there weren't fantastic defensive plays, including... This. Neiman and Shaver get some pitches up in the bullpen. And Anderson! Oh, how about that? And a defensive play (laughs) is turned in Provo. Wow! There were, yeah, there were some great plays. Schneeman had another uh, great catch in short, you know, shallow left field. King Kringlin, a diving effort to his left in center field. It was it was a fun game to watch, man. Anderson, Schneeman, Kringlin, Hale, and Favero all had three hits in the game. But Bronson Larson drove in five, including a three-run homer, which was the game-winning hit. The Bronze Bomber. The Bronze Bomber. That's a fantastic nickname. With the win, the Cougars will be in the West Coast Conference Tournament in two weeks in Stockton, California. Hashtag lock your doors. Game two of the series is tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Tanner Mangum. And Johnny Linehan will throw out the first pitch. Tanner Mangum tweeted into BYU Baseball and said, uh, Hey, Coach Littlewood, if you're running out of pitchers, I can start warming up. Can we highlight the fact that Colton Shaver pitched in this game? <laughs> and pitched pretty well. So Ryan Hancock, former Major League uh, pitcher with the California Angels and former BYU quarterback, tweeted that he was Colton Shaver's high school coach and that Colton would have made it to uh, college baseball as a pitcher had he not been such a good hitter. He pitched one and two-thirds. Yeah, must be nice to be an overall baseball player. His first pitch was a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. This is your DH. Yeah, it literally took my breath away when I saw the 94 pop up on the scoreboard. That's I was like, amazing. Whoa. Whoa. That's amazing. Our Twitter question today, dealing with the two things we just talked about at length. What was more impressive, the hiring of Heath Schroyer for BYU basketball or 
the BYU baseball game. First tweet in at Melocopter. Baseball for sure. Hiring people isn't impressive. People getting hired and then performing is impressive. That is, that's amazing. Like, bo- both those. The fact that, we, you know, we saw yesterday and had been hearing, okay, Heath Troy, who's back? And we'll talk to President Coach Steve Cleveland about him, and Steve knows him very well, hired him at BYU, had him at Fresno City College, took him with him to Fresno State as well. So is there, a, is there another coach on the planet that knows Heath Troy better? I, I dare say no. Steve Cleveland will break it down coming up. Eric Mika scored 11 points, grabbed four rebounds in the five-on-five scrimmage at the NBA Combine on Thursday. Here are some of the notable measurements from Mika. Without shoes, six, eight and a half inches. With shoes, six, nine and three-quarters inches. Those were not sketchers. I just want to point that out. He weighs 232 pounds, lean, mean machine, wingspan 6'10", body fat index 6.5%. That's for you, Jason Shepard. Mm-hmm. Max vertical 32 inches. Okay. Today's scrimmages and drills continue on ESPN3. 20th ranked softball begins the final series of the regular season. They're at St. Mary's today at 6 Eastern, tomorrow with the doubleheader starting at 3 Eastern. The selection show, by the way, Sunday night on ESPN2 at 10 Eastern. If BYU is in the top 16 in RPI, they have a great chance of hosting an NCAA regional next week in Provo. Oh, they've won 21 games in a row, too. So there's that. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Heathcliff Hire. BYU head coach Dave Rose has a new assistant. Well, a new old BYU assistant. Heath Schroyer is back in Provo 16 years after he left to pursue other ventures. To quote Dave Rose, we're very excited to have a coach of Heath's caliber join our staff. He will be a great fit with our coaches and players. Heath has had success everywhere he's been and brings knowledge, experience, and a work ethic second to none. So let's focus in on that experience, Jerem. 20 years at the Division I level. He has a ton of experience, and I tweeted out yesterday about all the, all the great things that come with Heath Schroyer. He coaches really good defense, and we'll break that down in a moment. He's been a head coach at three different stops in three different time zones. I think that's valuable. You talk about the connections on the AAU circuit with high schools all over the country. The guy has been at BYU. He understands the culture. He's not a member of the LDS faith, which I think is good to have uh, some diversity religiously on the staff, right, especially in recruiting. He was just in the ACC What's not to like about Heath Schroyer? BYU could have gone after kind of a younger up-and-comer. I think this group is too talented to not take advantage with the most experienced, best assistant that you could get at BYU. So I really like this hire of Heath Schroyer as the assistant coach. There were some other names in the mix there, but I'm, I would venture to say that Heath was probably targeted uh, early as a guy that BYU wanted, and then luckily it happened. Heath was a part of a coaching staff that was fired at North Carolina State, so he was available. In fact, North Carolina State put uh, their SB Nation site said, thanks, BYU, that saves us $310,000. Left on his contract? Left on his contract. Wow. So, yeah, they'll be sending BYU a gift basket, I think, soon. So goodbye, NC State. BYU should send it for getting Heath. And hello, BYU. Yeah, a basket full of Heath bars. Share one with Jaron, <laughs> please. In the words of Heath Schroyer, quote, I'm very excited to be back at BYU. Coach Rose and I have remained great friends since working together 20 years ago, and I have a great fondness for this program. When this opportunity presented itself, 
It just felt right. I've heard nothing but great things about the players in the program, and I'm looking forward to rolling up my sleeves and working with those guys. You just brought a bunch of reasons up. And I'm like, what's, what's not to like? I was racking my brain. What is not to like about this hire? And some people have said, well, he's not a young up-and-comer. So what? I just addressed why I think this was a good hire. Guess what? He coaches defense. What does BYU need? Defense. We've talked about it so much. In fact, I looked up the scoring defenses, that is points allowed, for BYU since the final year that Heath Troyer was here. The best defenses BYU had has been Heath Troyer's defense of 2001 since it's well, 20th, 20th in the country, well, 62.7 points allowed per game. Well. I, if you want a defensive guy, you have brought in the right guy. So let's just recap all of that awesomeness, okay? Defense. Recruiting understands culture, just came from the ACC. Oh, and he's likable. So why? That's important for us. So why <laughs> would you not and want Heath Schroyer on this staff? Well, he's not very young. I do not care. I don't care. He's not 30 years old. I don't, yeah. Age. What, what, is, what is this? Well, you got to go after the young, fresh blood. Why? I was, why? I was of the voices attached to the people. That we disagree with. Well, you can't make them sound smart, right? That <laughs> <laughs> they never sound. Yeah, they never sound <laughs> rational or intellectual. No, no, no. Get a young ba- gun, Spencer. Ba- Barney, Barney, Fife yeah, they're over there. It's always Barney. Fife, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't they just get Lee Kamard, Spencer? <laughs> yeah. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What was more impressive, the hiring of Heath Schroyer for BYU Hoops? Or the BYU baseball game in general at BYU LASF Jazz says BYU baseball. That's a quarter of the runs the Kansas City Royals <laughs> have scored this year. <laughs> However, Heath is also a candy bar. Hmm. Somebody get Jerem Jordan a Heath bar, please. I want Jerem to oh, have a Heath bar in his hands by the end of the show. You need to taste a Heath bar. Your life will change. My life will it's change. It's so good. Wow. It is so good. That's about as crazy as the elite Mitch Matthews comes. Bronco Mendenhall's favorite candy bar. Fun fact. Oh, I'm cool. I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> or on the hiring of Heath Schroyer with President Coach Steve Cleveland. He might know a thing or two about that guy, right? You need a Snickers. You know yourself. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, it's a Friday, and we welcome all of you back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation jumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And when you tweet, use the hashtag BYUSN. You just might get yourself a little slice of that karma. At Royal or uh, B Royal Blue Coog. If somebody at BYU Sports Nation gets a Heath Bar for Jerem Jordan I, and get it to him by the end of the show, I'll Venmo five dollars to that person. <laughs> <laughs> One of our students right now is like, ah, I'm going there, right? He literally can run to the creamery yeah. like a hundred yards away and get that five bucks. There promise you go. from B Royal Blue Coog. There you go. Hey, Do ba- it. if if you didn't like the forty two runs last night. I don't, yeah, I don't know what to say to you. But game two is tonight between Portland and BYU tonight. 8 Eastern time, BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Check it out. Our Twitter question today, what was more impressive, the 42 runs that BYU baseball scored in that game last night? Or the hiring of Heath Schroyer, 
by BYU Basketball. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94 says, As fun as the baseball game was, Schroyer can potentially be more impressive. We need his help defensively. Absolutely. Uh, to answer the Twitter question, I'll go with the 42 runs just because it's so crazy. It's just crazy, right? We, how we kind of how often expecting. does that happen? I'm impressed by both, though, and excited. Yeah, I love the Heath Schroyer hire. I just recency bias is playing into Pre- this, Yeah, right? prisoner of the moment. Yeah. It's going to be a good thing. How do you argue against 42 runs? <laughs> <laughs> that was out of control. A baseball star in his own right, the coach, Steve Cleveland, back in Studio B. A lot of people don't know. You were... You were a baseball guy for a long time, Coach. I was a long time. I love that sport. It's probably my first love. My father was a player. played at USC. And, you know, was that Coach pitch last night, 42 runs? <laughs> T-ball. T-ball. That it was a little league game. It was 17-14 to 14 after the third inning. Wow. There you go. Mike Littlewood, Mike <laughs> Littlewood is as a former coach. You're like, he's not up and speechless. And we talked to him in the fourth inning. And I'm like, have you ever seen anything like this? And he's like, no. no. And then then a ball was hit to second base, and he's like, this this might actually be an out. And it got thrown over to first, and Tanner Chauncey dropped the ball at first base. And, <laughs> and his reaction was, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> have you been a part of a game that was just like out of control like that, where you say, I don't know what to do to wrangle this situation? You know, the one game my, my last year, I remember uh, we were in the Maui Classic, and we were playing North Carolina the year they won the national championship. And uh, coach came up to me before they'd come. They stopped at Santa Clara and got beat by Santa Clara on their way to Maui. This is the number one team in the nation, gets beat on the travel there. And he comes up to me and he says, Steve, he said, listen, I'm not trying to run up on you. He says, but this is not going to be pretty for you. <laughs> Roy? <laughs> and, yeah, Roy did. And I said, I got you. And it was like 27 to 3, and I'm just going, there's nothing we can do. My only other experience, one year coaching volleyball, that's a game you, you got. Coach volleyball. You, you, one game you know, they introduced it as in, in high school in, in in California when we started twenty some years ago, actually about thirty years ago. But um, nobody else to do it. I said, "Would you do it?" I said, I, "They said, have you ever played volleyball?" I said, "I, used to, I played at the beach down at Newport Beach when I was at Irvine." Yeah, I mean, but I don't know anything about coaching. And he said, "You'll figure it out." And uh, and that was a game as a coach, you got no control. I mean, you can call a timeout. Let's do better, guys. Call a timeout. <laughs> now, obviously, it's at a whole different level here. But that, that was a time when I felt most helpless as a coach was coaching high school volleyball. <laughs> let's do better. Yeah, let's do better. Ready, break. Let's go. go. Yeah. Exactly. En- energy, yeah. And that's where the coaching prowess of Steve Cleveland began. <laughs> yeah, exactly. High school volleyball. Uh, coach, you know Heath Schroyer very well. In fact, you like him so much that I think you hired him three different times. And yeah. now you see him come back to coach with Dave Rose at BYU. Why or what do you think overall of, of Heath Schroyer? Let, let me give you a little context. Well, number one, uh, when Heath went to DeMatha High School, came out, played junior college basketball in California at Kings River, which was near Fresno and when I was a coach. And uh, his coach retired, and I ended up hiring him when he was like 21 years old. Um, it, you know, it was an interesting thing. Uh, he had great passion for the game. Uh, junior college is a whole different animal and, uh, you're on a bus and vans and driving and we got to be really close and, and he's like family. I mean, I talked to him three or four times a month and we've stayed in touch the entire time and I've kind of taken this journey with him and he's been on quite a journey. Uh, I, I shared this with you, uh, when I was in North Carolina and, uh, Mark Godfrey was fired. 
I went back to watch those games. I don't know if I shared this with you. I think I did. And I was there to watch uh, them play North Carolina and uh, Notre Dame. <coughs> midweek, midweek, he called me and said, I've just been called in by the president of the school, and uh, she wants me to be the interim. Would you be willing to stay around for a month and just help me as I finish the season out? Because uh, they fired Mark today. And I said, didn't see that coming, but yeah, let's do let's do this. And about four or five hours later, he calls back. So I figured I was on the staff for about four or five hours. Uh, <laughs> but but he called me back and said, hey, Mark really wants to coach the team and finish. I said, great, that, that makes sense. Let him, let him do it. That didn't happen very often. But I spent the rest of the week with Heath, and we had a lot of time together, and we started talking about what the next step was and how he wanted to get out west. And so there was no – and I never had a conversation with the coaching staff here before or after or any time. And I just thought, you know what? I said, I don't know what – Dave's going to do. I said, but if something happens there, I think it'd be a great fit for you. And he goes, what? And I said, I'm just telling you, you want to be out West. Your wife's from the West. She wants to get back out here. It puts you in a situation, a very visible situation. You understand it. You, you and Dave are good friends. I did. I never said anything today, but we, we had that conversation for six weeks. We'd talk about it, you know, and I, and we watched all this unveil. And when it, when it happened, I still didn't, I didn't got call Dave. I just told Heath, because we, we were talking every day, and he, I just said, Dave, I mean, Heath, I said, uh, if he contacts you and he talks to you, this, this is a good thing for you. Because he wants to be a head coach one more time, and he wants to have a job that can be his last job. I mean, the thing is, he's had 20 years, he's had, been a head coach three times, and two times at Portland and at, at, uh, at Tennessee Martin. He ended up leaving just to do something better. And going and being an associate head coach at North Carolina State was an opportunity to, to jump somewhere and, and get a really good job. It didn't happen. So that's kind of been in the mix with both of us quietly and with me never – because it wasn't my place to say anything. I, and I didn't even know if there would be a coaching change. But it's, we kind of had a laugh about it uh, a few times. And today we were talking uh, before I came over, and I told him I was coming over to do this. But you know what? He, he – He's going to be so good. Number one, he and Dave have a great relationship. And he's here to help Dave in this program. And you know what? He's different than he was when he was here. I mean, he, he was loud and energetic, and he coached the defense. But he's been a head coach three times. I mean, the other side of the ball, he's pretty good at too. And I think he and Dave will be a great combination. I think he and Dave will sit down and they'll discuss and they'll look at the program. And Dave has been very transparent with Heath about let's just take a look at it and see where we can grow and get better. I, I, I think you, you both mentioned it. He's lived in a lot of places, and he, ha he has the opportunity to, to recruit a non, the non-member uh, that, that can come in here and fit, and he knows how it goes. He's not a member of the church himself. He relates to it. He's a great connection that way, and he and I recruited a lot of non-members even while we were here together because we had done it in junior college. So I think that's another really positive thing that he can impact this program with is recruiting. But most of all, he's going to be here to do whatever Coach Rose needs him to do, and how we can help the program. If it's on the defensive side, great. If it's helping with some offensive things, it's recruiting. Uh, his family's excited about being here, and um, he's, he's going to be a great addition to the program. Th this, this is a hire that you wouldn't normally get, I'll just tell you. Not, I mean, not someone with this kind of experience. And I think it'll really, it'll really benefit the program and the community. And he understands the mission of the church. He understands the mission of athletics here. There, there's no way he's got to figure things out. He doesn't have to figure anything out other than the fact that he knows that Marriott Center is a lot nicer. They've got a practice facility, and they fly around on private jets. It's a little different than the uh, Southwest Airlines. Hope you get a good seat. <laughs> 
At least the bags fly free, right? Exactly. Uh, what? So you plant the seed there a little bit. Not like, even knowing. Not even knowing. Not even so knowing. So do you think Dave was going to call Heath anyway? No, they talk. And, and I think as Dave was going back to the Final Four, oh, I, I don't know. And I've never really asked Dave. But uh, I, I knew Dave. They always see each other at the Final Four and talk to him. And, and, and I've since talked to Dave. And, and he was a little bit surprised that because LSU, there were some jobs that paid pretty significant money that Heath was looking at. But I think just having a lot of conversations with him and and he has a great relationship with Coach Rose. They have always gotten along. I mean, they, we travel together. We work together. And I think for his family, it just fits f- for a lot of different reasons, especially his family. Uh, have his son here and, and be in this area and to have his wife here, who was a former coach herself, college basketball coach and played at, at UNLV. So she gets the, the business. And uh, they're excited to be here and help in any way they can. I mean, it helps to join a team that won 22 games and oh, turns four no. starters. Yeah, yeah. Not joining a project. No, no, no. They, you know, we, we, you know, from my high school job, well, the three times Heath and I have been together, they have been significant rebuilding. BYU, Fresno State, just rock bottom, and, and, and at Fresno City College, we got there, the same deal. So all three jobs, we've kind of had to develop and build cultures. And so he had so much of that experience when he was young in terms of how to develop a culture and a program and how, you know, how to build a program. So he's done that a lot. He doesn't have to do that here, okay? That's, he doesn't have to build a program here. He just needs to add to in any way he can and, and get them to the next level, get them back to the tournament, get them competing for championships. And, uh, hey, you know what? He wants to be a head coach again. You know, that, that he'd probably like to have one more job. And I think an opportunity here to be here and to be with good people in a great environment with, like you said, good players, uh, the players will love, they, they will love Coach Sawyer. He, he'll spend time with them, but he is a way different coach than he was 20 years ago. I mean, he's just, he's just polished and he's more complete. And he's had, I mean, he's been on the sideline running a team for three years and, uh, you know, in both two of the jobs. You know, when he left to come be my associate head coach at Fresno after he had won the league at Portland State, and then and then at Tennessee Martin they won the division and won 41 or 42 games, and he had that opportunity. He couldn't turn it down to go to NC State. Wyoming did. You know, it, it was a challenge, but think about all the lessons he's learned and the things that he can do. Just a really valuable resource, not just for the basketball program, but for the athletic department. 20 years of experience. In your conversations with him since the news has become official, or since he told you that this was actually going down. Have, do you have a sense of where the majority of his focus will be, whether it's on defense or offense? You know, that's a great question. And I think that, yeah, we have, we have talked about that. And I think that I think the one thing I love about Coach Rose is that he's been really open with Heath. And he just said, listen, let's just sit down. We've been away from each other for 20 years. I've watched you from afar. You've had all these lessons. You've fought through difficult things. You've had to overcome defeat. You've had success. Let's sit down and let's share ideas and thoughts. And let's do that the first month or so here. And then they'll take that to the staff and to the team, and they'll see where he fits best. But I think Heath will, you know, he'll be able to touch a, a little bit of everything in the program, you know. And, but whatever Coach Rose feels is what, what is most needed and where he feels he can delegate responsibilities, because you still have other coaches here. And, and so there will be some reorganization. And, uh, and, and the thing about Heath is that he's, he's sat in that seat, He's done what Coach Rose has done. I mean, I mean he's, he's been, nine years he's been a head coach. Dave's been a head coach 12 years. So you've got a lot of experience there on the bench now that uh, is going to be valuable to this team and valuable to the younger assistants. I, I, think, I think this will be great for Quincy. And he's an outstanding coach and a really bright mind. 
and, and he'll be able now to learn from both coaches. And, 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 and Tim Lacombe is that doesn't have as much of a coaching responsibility. Lee Kamard, who's involved in the program, I, th I think it'll be a real positive thing. And it's kind of a fresh start, I think, for Coach Rose as well, is that uh, they'll, they'll be excited to be around each other and make those contributions. But I think Coach Rose will decide where those assignments are made. Yes, I'm sure Heath will have some responsibilities and role with defense, but it won't just be defense. I, I think that together, two really bright guys that uh, will be able to figure out what's best for their team. And as you said, some really good players. 16 years ago in the Deseret News, Jeff Call said the following. Schroyer, who became famous in Provo for his shrill voice on the sidelines, exhorting Cougar players. W what's that all about? Would he... You know, he was intense, and he had to sit there. You know, controlling him and Brian Santiago was not easy on the same bench. I can't imagine having Brian on the – yeah. I know Brian will never see I love Brian. I know yeah. Brian will never see this broadcast. Eventually, I had to take Brian and put him down at the end of the bench because he's so intense. He's still so on the end of the bench. And so competitive. You know, that's what you love about him. And then Heath, you know, I just – I was used to it. I mean, I've been with him for those two years at Juke. And, and Juke. You, we, and what's Juke, it? You, the intensity? In Juke, yeah. The, he it was just intensity. He was intense. Yelling and, defensively? You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Just calling out the man. Not, you know what he wasn't? He wasn't demeaning. It wasn't condescending type things. It was, it was more motivational and inspiring. You know what? He's kind of gotten away from that. that that's not kind of his – that was his mode as a head coach for three years. And I watched him at NC State. It's way more cerebral and let's teach and inspire so that was the energy he had. I mean, he's 25 years old, and he got guys excited about it. And, and you know what? You have to be excited about playing defense. It has, to be, it has to be meaningful, and you need positive reinforcement. But, yeah, he, he had a voice that could be heard. I don't think you're going to see that quite as much. Maybe BYU's defense but, needs but, that. Oh, no, well, there will be a little bit of that, and, and they'll, it'll be good. I, I mean, when you're in a community college, you yell at guys all the time. <laughs> but, uh, so both of us. But, uh, no, nah, he, he's different. He is a different coach. And in the father and son's camps, he, he, they loved him. I mean, and so somebody asked him a question on that the other day, and he said, no, I'm looking forward to it. And <laughs> those, were the, those were the days when we started that father and son's camp that there was 150 or 200. We were in – I mean, we were doing drills with him as coaches. We were working with him. Now it's 1,000 people in 12 minutes sign up, and it's hard to do that. But we got really close to those first two or three years of fathers and sons where it's hands-on and they got to see coach. And he's, he's yelling at the dads, you know, get in the stance, get in the stance. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so those were fun times. Move really, your feet. Yeah, move yeah. your feet. Those were great, great times that I still to this day, and I know he does, we'll be in airports anywhere in America. And people go, love that father and sons camp. That's love awesome. that father and sons camp. You know, so that was a special time for all of us. And obviously things have changed. Everything's just gotten better. And so he's pretty excited. He's been on campus, obviously, and uh, he's, he's excited to be here. I think he'll be here Monday for work, and his family will come out in about a month. His wife's a teacher. She's a special needs teacher for children there in Raleigh, and uh, they'll get a place to live and get situated. But the transition won't be that difficult for him. And she's a lot closer to her, her family, which she's excited about. Fantastic insight from Coach Steve Cleveland on Heath Schroyer, the new Kind of old, but still new <laughs> assistant yeah. for Dave Rose at BYU Basketball. Okay, we've, we've talked a lot about the coaching staff, but now let's focus in on the personnel. And I'm, I would guess that Heath Schroyer, along with the rest of the BYU staff, wouldn't mind if Eric Mika came back to play basketball at BYU. 
as it is, he is in the NBA Combine right now, and we got a chance to see him perform yesterday. What would you think about Eric Mika's day one Combine? Okay, so I, 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 did not, I did not see the games yesterday, and you can talk what we can talk about, but I did see all the statistics. And in the 11 areas where they critically test them, I mean, he was one or two in every category from left corner, right corner shooting, top of the key shooting, uh, mid-range, uh, to vertical leap, to max vertical leap. It was, I, I, I was reading this, and it, you know, I was going through it. I got to the guard. I was looking at the guard, and I went, well, where's the bigs? And so he was rated one and two in every category. One category out of 11, he was rated third. Wow. So he did well there. Now, how he played, I did not see the games yesterday. They were on, I didn't know they were on until actually last night. And I'll go back, and, and, and I'll find him. But he's playing today, and he's playing tomorrow. Uh, I know Kuzma at Utah, uh, he showed real well. Frank Jackson, somebody that everybody knows here, had a good day and who a lot of people felt like he should and probably should go back to Duke. He's coming out. He's signing with the agent. That was just reported. Okay, so that doesn't surprise me because everything I read this morning said he had an amazing Thursday, and if he has an amazing Friday, he may change his plans. So he must have played really well. He's coming out, yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me. But but Eric – has really shown well, and I think he went up to the Jazz. I haven't heard any feedback, but I think he's got some. I think he's got three or four uh, team trainings that he'll go and meet with, interviews, and do things. But he, so far in the in the testing part of it, though, if you listen to Kevin Durant, he told. I don't know if you saw his comment. I saw it. It's a 185 pound lift. Kevin Durant zero, and the guy above. You know, it was one of those things they want him to lift. They said that stuff's overrated, and you know, to a certain degree, it probably is. If you can play, you can play. Just because I can't lift 200 pounds right now doesn't mean I won't be able Football to. Football is very different, though. Right? It is very different. Yeah. And so I think Eric has performed very well in the testing part of it. I'll have a chance to watch him play in those games. And there's four teams and four or five teams, and it's all on ESPN, ESPN2. So it'll be good. But so it seems like he's doing pretty well. He's serious about this. You know, I think his commitment, he's all in. He's all in. And I, I don't think, well, if he's a second-round pick, he won't go. It's almost all the second-round picks are guaranteed now anyway. And the D-League, and you may be aware of this not, but with the new bargaining agreement, the D-League now has four spots, significant money. Uh, it's a whole, Everybody has to have a D-League team. So there are a lot of things that have changed as far as the NBA. For a guy that maybe normally was on the fringe would go back, he doesn't because he can play 24-7, have the training coach. You know, he can have all the different individual coaches. Now, I haven't talked to Eric because I'm not going to speak for him. Uh, if he's a late second-round guy uh, and they tell him, hey, go back to school, he probably would consider that. I think he's a really smart guy. He's got good people around him. And certainly BYU will be much better if he comes back. If he doesn't, then, you know, they'll go find some people. And I, and I think one nice thing about having Heath here, he's got a lot of contacts in Europe and, and the rest of the country that they might be able to – you're not going to probably fill Mika's void, but – They've got three returning. You bring another one or two guys in, uh, you can make it happen and still be really competitive. But with Mika, this is a really special team with a staff now that's uh, together and be exciting, exciting stuff happening. Let's ask you uh, and finish with this uh, about the two new additions, uh, Ryland Bergerson and Jashir Hardnett. Okay. I know a lot about Hardnett because Heath, uh, Coach Rose, and his staff coach, uh, Tim Lacombe, did a great job recruiting him, and uh, and Heath was well aware of him. He's watched him. He's very good friends with the Chipola coach. Mm. Uh, he, he's been around, but he's got three years. He's a point guard that's got he, he got good speed, north-south. He can shoot the three. He's got a winning mentality. 
And uh, I, I know just talking to the coaches and talking to Coach Shorey, who had a, a relationship with him as well, it seems like uh, he can come in and play here. And he doesn't have to come in here and be the guy, but he can come in and play here, and he's a true point guard. I mean, he's a true point guard, which I like it because he's a little bit smaller. He can stay in front of, get, uh, in front of quicker guys, and he can shoot it, and he's, he's excited about being here. Uh, I've talked to Coach Rose about the young man in Boise. I coached against his dad. When, in 98, he played at Boise State, and his dad, Bergerson, was a great player and great shooter. They like his athleticism, his growth, and his ability to develop. They think he'll be an impact guy, not necessarily next year, but he's got a nice ceiling. And uh, he, he's just got a lot of attributes that he already has. He's become a better shooter. So two really good gets early. Coach, fantastic stuff. That, that was a fun interview. <laughs> it feels like we haven't talked in a while, and we, we haven't. haven't. Yeah, it's we been haven't. a little while. It's I should, good to see you. I need to be here a little more often. Anytime you want. You know that. <laughs> no. I only have one more request. Make a tea time. Let's go play golf. Let's go play yeah, golf. Let's, okay. Yeah, let's hit the link. If you tell me you are less than a 20 handicap, I'll go say yes on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very, very good. We'll, uh, we'll answer that question a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> what on was, the course. What was the more impressive thing, the hiring of Heath Schroyer for BYU basketball or the BYU baseball game last night that ended in a 23-19 BYU win? We will answer that question with your opinions and tweets next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Heath Bar, please. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends. Happy Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Compelling, in-depth interview with the former BYU basketball coach, Steve Cleveland, on the new hire, Heath Schroyer. They have been together and coached together in just about any and every scenario at several different levels. Coach Cleveland understands the new assistant coach at BYU basketball probably better than anybody else, and he just went through why he feels like he is a good fit and what kind of an impact he will have on BYU. And you're number one. Download the podcast on BYU TV or, or listen on BYU, watch on BYU TV or listen on the BYU radio app. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, and Steve Cleveland was a pseudo president or a North Carolina State interim assistant for four or five hours. <laughs> yeah, how about that? <laughs> like, sort of. Yeah. And they had a conversation yeah. like yeah. six weeks before it even opened up. Pretty crazy stuff. Refreshing today's BYUS and headlines, of course. BYU basketball hiring Heath Schroyer as the new assistant. He was with BYU from 97 to 2001. He's been head coach of Portland State. Wyoming and Tennessee Martin had success in all three of those places. Last year, he was an assistant at North Carolina State. BYU baseball won an epic game with Portland last night. 23-19. to Four-and-a-half-hour game with the win. The Cougars will be in the West Coast Conference Tournament in two weeks in Stockton, California. Top four teams uh, get to that. Game two of the series tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. The view from the top is nice. BYU 18-4, and four, alone in first place. Ooh. Eric Mika scored 11 points and grabbed four rebounds in the five-on-five scrimmage at the NBA Combine on Thursday. Swish! Yep, a lot of that going on, and it continues today and tomorrow. And 20th-ranked softball begins the final series of the regular season against St. Mary's today, 6 Eastern, tomorrow with a doubleheader as well starting at 3 Eastern. The selection show for the NCAA tournament, Sunday night, ESPN 2, 10 Eastern time. If BYU's in the top 16, they could host a regional next weekend. I haven't heard that swish drop in so long. I've missed it? Question mark? <laughs> I still don't have a Heath bar, by the way. I'm told that our staff went to the uh, BYU Creamery outlet, which is behind our building, and they did not, not have Heath bars. 
Is there not a Heath bar upstairs in the break room? There's got to be a Heath bar somewhere within a mile radius. I guess I'll just never find out. Come on. And live my life the same way. What was more impressive, the hiring of Heath Schroyer for BYU basketball? Or the fact that there's no Heath bars in the area. Or the BYU baseball game last night. Let's get some of your Twitter commentary in. Tweet, tweet. At Mama MJG Baseball. We know the outcome and all the emotions associated with it. It's yet to be determined what Heath will do for the basketball team. Not true. It's just it's an exciting hire. Anytime you can get a guy with 20 years of experience and three head coaching gigs in ACC, hey, that's pretty good. Like, tell me, tell me a better candidate. I don't see how he would not like, immediately help BYU get yeah, better. I thought Mark Madsen would be in the mix. In fact, maybe that's in the future or something with BYU, a guy that played in the Final Four at Stanford, NBA title, weird you know, dancer at the championship party. Like, he's in a Lakers assistant coach. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he lives in Provo in the offseason, you know, that that's a guy later in the mix, right? Obviously not right now. At McKay underscore Allen baseball. How often do you see a high scoring, fast paced baseball game? Both baseball and basketball had a great day yesterday. It was a great day. That's right. Who doesn't want nine and a half hours of baseball in two games? Well, some people do. I know. (laughs) Up next, big deal, no deal. Chuck Norris was in Provo. How is that not a big deal? Is he going to be on the show? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Baseball versus Portland, Game 2 tonight, 8 Eastern time. BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. And again, tomorrow, 3 Eastern time on all those outlets as well. What was more impressive, the hiring of Heath Schroyer for BYU Hoops or the BYU baseball game last night? That is our Twitter brain buster of the day. At Snow Surface, has Colton Shaver hitting 94 miles an hour and then pulling out that ridiculous hook. 94 on the gun from your DH? I had no clue Colton Shaver was a talented pitcher. I mean, he, he was throwing some junk, too. It was fun. 1.16 earned run average in high school as a senior at Jordan High School. It's pretty good. That's impressive. I dare say that's probably a big deal. Let's play! Big deal. No deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. The Schroyer effect on the BYU hoops defense. Well, I think I'm going to say big deal because the last time he coached BYU defense, they were 20th in the country. I mean, th- th- that's a great thing. He did some really good stuff at UNLV. He did some good stuff at BYU. did some good stuff at different parts of the country. There's some uh, statistical improvement that we've seen where he's gone. So I think it's a big deal, especially given the context of how the BYU basketball team played defensively last year. I'm going to say this is no deal right now because what? he hasn't coached the BYU defense yet. Now, But compared to last year, you don't think it's a big deal? Oh, no. I, I think <laughs> this, this is just right now. Today, it, it is no deal. But I think, I think it will be a very big deal, and you will see that manifested on the court for BYU basketball. Right now, he hasn't even coached him. So it's no deal in the moment. But, yeah, you, you will notice a big deal once BYU takes the floor. Number two. 
Big deal, no deal. BYU baseball scores 23, but gives up 19 versus Portland. By the way, I'm wearing the jersey, my arms loose, just in case Mike needs some extra arms tonight. Yeah. Yeah. BYU had seven pitches last night, so maybe. My mother's favorite pitcher. This is a big deal. 23 (laughs) runs is a lot. 19 is a lot to give up. I I think the messaging was probably interesting for Mike Littlewood because you want to be excited. Hey, that was crazy. But you also want to be like, what the heck happened? We gave up 19 runs in a game. Again, I say no deal. They won. BYU won the game. They won the game. Trent Pratt said to me as he was walking out of the baseball facility last night, assistant coach who was on uh, BYU Sports Nation a few days ago. The offensive karma worked. I told him, I don't care if they score 29 runs. You guys better just score 30. We need to win this game. And I couldn't agree more. It was a fluky, weird, bizarro game. BYU just needed to find a way to win. It's not going to happen again. No deal that they gave up 19 runs because they won. Had they lost, then it would be an enormous deal, right? It just ruins your ERA, Spencer. But they won the game. Hey, And your whip. Who cares about BYU's ERA? Look, think about the offensive help that they're going to get in those, all of those statistical categories. Well... Around these parts, I think we need to uh, appreciate defense a little more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, touche. Next. Big deal, no deal. Eric Mika's 11-point performance in his first NBA draft combine scrimmage. I wish there were a middle ground here because that's what I would go with, but I'll go with no deal. Uh, Eric, I thought Eric did, did fine. I didn't think he hurt himself a ton. Um, I, I didn't think he stuck out. Uh, a ton in, in the scrimmages that I was able to see. It was nice for him to get to the line. He had a great spin move in the lane and rebound a couple old boards, which was great. There were a couple air balls defensively looked just a little slow. So I'll, I'll go no deal on this um, in an attempt to get Eric Mika back to uh, BYU. <laughs> the 11 points in the scrimmage is no deal. Now what the big deal is, what we learned from Steve Cleveland, that Eric Mika was one or two in every measurable category – for the bigs. Well, and third in camp, one place. Size, he was last, I thought. So, I, yeah. Gotcha. At least the ones that Coach Cleveland was looking at. Yeah, in terms of the jump shots and the bird. And yeah, that's all great. That's all great. Pretty impressive. So, I think that is a big deal. Oh, I just, man, I don't know. I, I'm 50 50 on whether that comes back. He didn't shoot up the board yesterday with those numbers. He's not like in the second round now. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Chuck Norris in Provo, and I almost died. Wait, those are two very different things. Or are they? I'll go big deal. One that Ben almost died. We need Ben. He's a big part of what we do here. Two, uh, Chuck Norris. Anything with Chuck Norris is a big deal. I don't care the context. I don't care anything. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. I think he's signing autographs at a local gas station. That Chuck Norris was in Utah. What happened to Chuck Norris' life when he's in Provo signing (laughs) autographs at a gas station? What in the world? As long as the money is flowing, Jerem, who cares where it comes from? How much money is in signing autographs at a gas station? Enough to bring a huge crowd and sell a lot of soda pop. No, the money (laughs) for Chuck how much did he get paid yesterday to do that? Probably way more than we think. Probably. A gas station? Chuck Norris. Signing? Chuck Norris. What? Big Deal No Deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. 
for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's Studio B guest, the former coach, Steve Cleveland, who hired Heath Schroyer three different times. Listen to the interview to get a great idea of what Dave Rose just hired back on to the BYU basketball staff. Let's whip. Okay. It's yes. time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Cougars hired Heath Schroyer as the new assistant coach for BYU basketball. Schroyer was an assistant coach for the Cougars from 97 to 01 and has been a head coach at Portland State, Wyoming, and Tennessee Martin, and most recently an assistant coach in the ACC at North Carolina State. Baseball. The Batcats win an epic game against Portland last night, 23-19. to It's a baseball game. With the win, the Cougars will be in the West Coast Conference Tournament in two weeks. Top four teams in the WCC make it to Stockton, California. Game two of their series with the Pilots tonight, 8 Eastern, live on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Cougars in the NBA. Eric Mika scored 11 points, grabbed four rebounds in the five-on-five scrimmage at the NBA Combine in Chicago yesterday. Softball. The ladies begin their final series of the regular season against St. Mary's trying to go perfect in WCC play. They've won 21 in a row, 6 Eastern tonight and tomorrow with a doubleheader starting at 3 Eastern. The NCAA Tournament Selection Show Sunday night on ESPN2 at 10 Eastern. The Cougars, they need to jump up on the RPI if they want to host that regional. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays was tied for 7th at 3-under and has one hole into his second round at the Players' Championship. Watch out for those straight cats. Zach Blair is tied for 114th at 4-over. Spencer, back to you on 3. Golf. Thank you, Jerem. BYU women's golfer Alex White named the West Coast Conference Golfer of the Month in April after winning the WCC Tournament and qualifying for the NCAA Championships. Track and field. BYU hosts Youngstown State, Brigham Youngstown State, and other unattached athletes in the last chance meet today and tomorrow in Provo. There are a lot of unattached people in Provo. Cougars in the minors. Brendan Lund, two for four with two runs scored, a walk and a stolen base for the single-A Burlington Bees. Colt Mahoney pitched two scoreless innings with two strikeouts in a Charleston River Dogs win. And Mike Rucker pitched two scoreless innings with four strikeouts to earn his first career save for the South Bend Cubs in a win. That's very neat. Michael Rucker. At least he didn't bean Brennan Lund. I'm still waiting for that Heath bar. <laughs> got a minute. Oh, it's not going to happen. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. There was a man who was called baseball this week in two games. 22 innings, nine and a half hours, 55 runs. His name is Spencer Linton. You get our Rise and Shout today. Congratulations. You are our hero. Wow. I also want to point out that there is an entire crew behind you, and they are fantastic, led by our producer, Harrison Collier. Senior coordinating producer Michael Miner. Good job to everybody. That's lots of baseball, and it's not over. Game Absolutely. two tonight, 8 Eastern, yeah, and tomorrow. The weekend Eastern. series is all on <laughs> BYU TV. And then that's it for us in baseball. So enjoy this weekend. What was more impressive, the hiring of Heath Schroyer or the BYU baseball game? Our elite tweeted today from at JTracy2511. In the long run, probably the hiring of Heath Schroyer, but the baseball game was amazing and will be forever remembered. Excited for the last two conference games. Absolutely. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Our show is on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Bob Detmers.